discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Are you excited to be here? What a blessing. It's good to be finally here. The last time I came here um, was when you got married. You had just gotten married. How many years ago is that? Three years ago. Wow. Amazing. So the last time I was here was 2019. So it's a blessing to be here to come in. The place has changed. It's looking beautiful. It's looking lovely. I think we should clap for our pastor. I think... I think our pastor has done a very marvelous job. God bless you so much. And God bless all the shepherds. All the, everyone. God bless you. For, for keeping the fire burning. Yes, God bless for keeping the fire burning to make things work. I want you to know that the Lord appreciates what you're doing. His eyes on you. And that's why he sent me here to come and talk to you. So... God bless you so much for all your wonderful work that you're doing. Amen. Amen. I want you to lift up your right hand towards heaven and just thank God in the next two minutes for his goodness, for his kindness. Father, we are grateful. Father, we are thankful. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for your love. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Even in Jesus' name. Father, thank you. Father, thank you for your blessings. Thank you for this opportunity we have. Thank you for your mighty Holy Spirit who is here with us and in us. Thank you that your word proceeds with clarity, with great understanding, with great simplicity. Thank you that we are brought into higher levels of wisdom, of spiritual understanding, and of fruitfulness as we hear your word. Thank you that your word proceeds with power and brings us great grace, brings us into glory. And thank you that our lives are never the same again. Thank you that our level is changed completely through this meeting to your glory. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your, 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 the power of your spirit. Thank you for your grace that is ready in this place for us. Even in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a shout if you have a voice. You may kindly take your seats in heavenly places. Yes, it's a blessing. It's good to see everybody. Yes, it's good to see everybody. I want to share with you on something that I believe would really help us. Okay, God gave me this message in May of this year. And I've not had the opportunity of preaching it anywhere. So, it's a great blessing. I'm preaching on the presence of Jesus. 
the presence of Jesus. What the presence of Jesus does for you. What the presence of Jesus does for you. Okay? I'm believing God that one day to become a book. Because it's, it's a lot. I have about 25 points. Yes, or more. More. I'll try and share some with you. Um, maybe about six or seven of them, depending on the time that we have. Is it powerful? Yes. The presence of Jesus. You know, someone sang a song and said, Your presence is heaven to me. Who is like you, Lord, in all the earth? Much less love and beauty in this world. In this world can satisfy, satisfy. Jesus, you're the cup that won't run dry. Oh, your presence is heaven to me. Your presence, Lord, your presence is heaven. Wow. Then there's what? Treasure of my heart and of my soul. Oh, in my weakness you are merciful. Redeemer of my past and present wrong, present wrongs. Holder of my future days to come. Oh God, your presence is heaven to me. Your presence, your presence is heaven. Me. How many of you love Jesus? Yes. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Your presence is heaven to me. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, your presence is heaven to me, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus, your presence is heaven to me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. AJ, it's good to see you. Happy birthday. <laughs> PJ, it's good to see you. Happy... No, it's not your birthday. Yet. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you love Jesus? You know, you must never lose the reason for your existence. You see. I preached a message in one of our churches recently. Ashaliboche Church. I was there uh, two weeks ago. Sunday night, and I was sharing with them the reason for life. 
There are two reasons why we are existing. We are existing to know Jesus. And we are existing to make him known. That's why we are existing. First reason why we are around is to know him. Paul said that I may know him. Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. That I may know him. Hmm? And the power of his resurrection. Who is the him he's talking? He's talking about Jesus. That I may know Jesus. He says, for, for the knowledge of Jesus Christ, I have lost everything and count everything as done. That shows you how important Jesus was for that man. Do you see? Yes. Jesus is the reason for our existence. If you take Jesus out of your life, nothing else makes sense. Are we here to just uh, grow up, go to school, get a good job, get a, a wife, marry, build houses, buy cars, give birth, and then die? Is that why we are around? That is not good enough reason for existence. There's no, that, that means that there's no difference between you and a goat or a sheep that is, or a chicken that is moving around. You're just moving around. Every now, as, as time goes on, you lose your life and then you go away. Even a goat is more important than you. Because when a goat dies, the meat is, can be used for jollof or soup upon chinkaka. But when a human being dies, the body is good for nothing. It's thrown away, put you in the, in the earth, and that's it. You see, so life is life is more than that thing. There's more to life, really. There's more to life. You see, and there's there's a there's a reason for existence. We are here to know about someone called Jesus, to learn more about him, to get to know him more. The reason why we are going to church, we keep coming and going, is because of this one, this man. Not because of anyone. Not because of uh, uh, friends, family. Uh, pastors, bishops, whatever. No, that is not, they are not the reason why we are around. We are around because of Jesus Christ. Yeah. In one of those days, I was being introduced in one of our churches. Mm. You know, and the people made so much noise when they were receiving me. Man, I felt very important. <laughs> the one I came, I said, let's give Jesus a, a very big shout. And the shout they gave to Jesus was not like the shout they gave to me. And I was like, man, this is supposed to, like they don't know why they feel are more important than Jesus Christ. No, Jesus is the reason for our existence. Do you see? Yes. Yes. Jesus is the reason for our existence. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. The Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Jesus, is our, Jesus should be your goal. He should be your focus. Paul said, that I may know him. And the power of his resurrection. And the fellowship of his sufferings be made comparable unto his death. His power, the power of his resurrection, his sufferings, his death. There's someone, his name is Jesus Christ. And he's the one we have to know about. He's the one we have to read about. He's the one we are, we are supposed to talk about. He's the one we have to make known. We get to know him and we make him known. That's, that's why we are here. If you take that out of the equation of your life, it is nonsense. Yes. Yes. There's no difference between you and a, a hen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is important in you getting to know Jesus. Jesus said in John chapter 16, verse 12, He said, I have so many things to share with you, but you are unable to bear them now. John 16, 12. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. Next verse, verse 13. Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, when the Holy Spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. 
He will guide you into all truth. Who is truth? Or what is truth? Jesus is truth. Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse, um, verse 8. Look at John 14, 8. Uh, if you ask, no, verse, I said verse 8. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and it sufficeth us. Then Jesus said in, uh, no, go to verse 6 rather. John 14, 6. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. I am the way, I am the truth. So Jesus is the truth. So when Jesus says that the, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will guide you into all truth. What he's saying is that the Holy Spirit will guide you into, into me, to get to know me more and more. That's what Jesus is talking about. Are you in the church? Yeah. Yes. So the purpose, the reason of the Holy Spirit in your life is so that you will get to know Jesus some more. His job is to guide you into getting to know Jesus some more. He will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatever he shall hear, that shall he speak. He will show you things to come, and he will show you things to come. Next verse, this, he shall glorify me. The purpose of the Holy Spirit's presence in your life is to glorify Jesus. What does it mean to glorify somebody? To glorify someone means to make the person important. To make the person significant. To exalt the person. To make the person real. To make the person uh, to, for, to help you acknowledge the person some more, to help you respect the person, to help you honor the person, to help you relate with the person some more. Jesus says that the Holy Spirit is there to glorify him. Let's, let's read the Amplified. Maybe the Amplified will help us with other words with respect to glorify. He says, um, verse, go to verse 14. He says, he will honor. Have you seen it? He will honor and glorify me. So you can't, if you have the Holy Spirit in your life, okay, or when you have the Holy Spirit in your life, his job is to make you honor Jesus Christ. Like the more, he, the more his presence, uh, the more magnified the Holy Spirit's presence is in your life, the more magnified Jesus' presence is made in your life. His job is to magnify and honor and restore Jesus. Are you in the church? Yes. So any child of God who says that he's growing spiritually and not minding Jesus has made a very big mistake. He's not growing spiritually. Because our spiritual growth has an aim. The aim of our spiritual growth is someone called Jesus. Remember, we are to grow into the image, into the stature of the measure of the fullness of somebody called Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 4. Let's read Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists, and some pastors, and teachers, for the perfection of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. That's verse 12. And then it's, verse 13 says, So we all come. The, the reason for a pastor, a preacher, and all of those things is to help us, okay, with information to equip us to edify the body of Christ until we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of someone called the Son of God. Who is the Son of God? Jesus. Jesus Christ. So our spiritual maturity is in line, must be in line with getting to know Jesus. You can't say you are maturing spiritually without getting to know Jesus. It doesn't make any sense. There's something wrong. He is the object of our spiritual maturity. We are to conform to the image of His Son. Who is the Son? The Son is Jesus Christ. I'll show you that one in a, in a minute. It says, We all come in the nature of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Jesus Christ. 
It's not the one who said Christ. Maybe you are thinking about someone else. It's Jesus Christ is talking about. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Jesus is the object of, of everything. He's the center of all things. He's the reason for all things. The Bible says that by him were all things made. And through him were all things made. And, okay, for him were all things made. Colossians chapter 1, verse 16. Look at Colossians chapter 1, verse 16. So Jesus must be your focus. Okay? He says, Jesus is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn of every creature. Verse 16. For by him were all things created. By Jesus, by this Jesus were all things created. And by him, he says, that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. Everything was created by him and also created for him. He's the reason for everything. He's the center of all things. So there's no spiritual growth without knowledge of Jesus. That is why I always say to, to us that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John must be read frequently. You must read it frequently because those are scriptures or those are um, documents concerning this Jesus. Do you see? The incarnate Son of God. Yes, Romans, Acts, and all of those things are the words of the ascended Christ. Okay, so we have the words of the incarnate Christ. When we say incarnate, when God became man. God becoming man is called incarnation. Okay, when God became man, he was called Jesus Christ. So Jesus is God. Do you see? Uh, when he ascended and sat up in, 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 on the right hand of God in glory, he spoke words through men. Like Paul, Peter, James, Jude, all those guys, John and all of them. So those are the words of the ascended Christ. He's the center of all things. He's the reason for creation. He's the, re- he's the reason, he's, he's the end of creation. He's the beginning and the end. Do you see? Yes. So, I, spiritual maturity without you, it, it doesn't make any sense. There's no maturity, there's something wrong. Do you see? There's something wrong. If you say you are, you, are, you are reading the Bible and Jesus is not the aim, you are not finding Jesus in the pages of the scriptures, there's something wrong. There's something wrong. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's all things. He's all things. He's the reason for all things. Do you see? Christ must be all and in all. Jesus must be all and in all. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who is like you, Lord, in You see, so the more you read the Bible, the more you see him. Because the word, he is the word. John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. Do you see? He was with God in the beginning. You see, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Verse 2. The same was in the beginning with God. Verse 3. Verse 3. All things were made by him. You see, he gives the word a personality. He says all things were made by him. So the word is not, uh, is not an inanimate or a, a, an object. He says all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him, in him was life. 
and the life was the light of men. In him, in this Jesus, and then when you go to verse 14, it shows you who he's talking about. He says, and the word became flesh. John 1 verse 14. And the word was made. The word was made. The word became flesh. And dwelt amongst us. And we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Full of grace and truth. He says that he dwelt amongst us. The word dwelt. The word, the word took up flesh. He took up flesh. And became a man. And dwelt amongst us. And we beheld his glory. We saw his glory. The glory as of the only begotten father. Full of grace and truth. He, 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 he was the only begotten. He was the father in, in flesh. The things he did no human being can do. And has done up to date. The things he says that no human being can do. That shows you. Oh, that he's something. He's, he's not. I mean, has your father opened the blind eyes before? How about your uncle? Has your uncle walked on water before? Have you have you have you walked on even your bathtub, your bathroom tub? <laughs> I mean, full of water. You can't walk on it. No, 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 no. Jesus is in a class of his own. Why? He is God. Yes. And as you speak. A hundred billion galaxies are born. When he came down and he spoke, the fishes heard his voice. And they swam into Peter's nets. They knew the voice of the creator. They swam into his net. Yes. When he came, he could shut up the sea and say, peace be still. Try shutting up your bathtub that is flowing with water or rain. It doesn't work. Shower stop. It doesn't stop. It will still keep coming. Hey! Oh yes. oh yes Jesus spoke to the winds and they ceased the Bible says they worshipped him when the people saw him walking on the water no how, how what is this they saw his glory they saw it they saw him walking on water like this coming coming hey <laughs> I tell you was, he was a man in flesh like this old was a man in flesh like this, limited by all the limitations that we all have. Yes, but he was different. Why? He was God incarnate. This is the man we are. We, he's the reason. He's the object of our lives. He's the reason for our existence. Yes, he's the reason for our existence. You see, everything is about him. It's all about him. It's all about him. Yes. A man who, who had been born and had, had never walked. One had never seen. Brings, he touches them and things go away. Everything becomes fine. Yes. You see, so Jesus is the reason for our existence. The more we know him, we get to know him, the more effective we become. Our effectiveness is in getting to know him. It's because the new creation, the, the new birth, brings Jesus into our hearts. If you read in Colossians chapter 1, verse 27, Paul talks about the mystery that was hid before the foundations of the earth that God has revealed in our time. It says, God, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. Go to verse 24 so that we see what mystery is talking about. Okay? Yes. It's, it's, it's a mind-boggling, mind-blowing thing that God can make his, his, his abode 
in the quarters of a man's heart. That a man can be a carrier of God. A human being. So Jesus is the first demonstration of that. You see. And then through his death, burial, and resurrection, he jumps from one flesh into many flesh. Yes, he jumps from one flesh into many flesh. Jesus said that, except a grain of corn falls to the ground and dies, that abides alone. But when he dies, he brings forth much fruits. So through his death, burial, and resurrection, he's in you, 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 he's in, you, he's in all of us. He's jumped into all of us. So Paul, Paul says, I now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up that which is behind the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church. Verse 25. Whereof I made a minister according to the dispensation of God which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God or to complete the word of God. Even the mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations. But now it's made manifest. He says this, this mystery has been hidden from ages and from generations. It's been hidden. This mystery that he's going to talk about is something that even angels sought to look into. That's in First Peter, First Peter chapter 1. He says, even angels were looking, trying to find out what this, what this particular thing was going to be. Hmm. Are you in the church? First Peter chapter 1. Let me read. I don't want us to read too much. Let's read um, from verse 10. First Peter 1 from verse 10. He says, of which salvation, he says, concerning our salvation... The prophets have inquired and searched diligently. All the prophets of old, they inquired of our salvation. Because they knew that our salvation would bring God into us. And they were wondering how it was going to be done. They were searching, they inquired and searched diligently. And prophesied of the grace that should come unto, unto us. They knew some grace or something was coming to us. But they didn't know how it was going to be. Searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, which was in them, did signify. Because they had significations of some things that, something was, that was going to happen. They were wondering the timing. They were wondering how it was going to be like when they testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. I don't have time. I've showed you what the glory is. Okay? Then it says, unto whom it was revealed, that not unto themselves. So it says, God showed it to them, but not unto themselves, but unto us they did minister the things, which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you, with the Holy Ghost sent from heaven. Which things, it says, the things that have been preached to us, which, concerning our salvation, which things the angels desire to look into. Well, the, the prophets of old were looking, were looking for what, how this was going to be, and the angels were wondering how it was going to be. And it has now been accomplished in you and I. And we don't think that we are something. So you can be worried, walking around in Santasi like you are, you are, you are nothing. When God's, when, when it comes to your life, angels were looking for how your life was going to be. Prophets, yes, they were searching diligently, searching how your, how, how your life was, how Christ in you was going to look like. It's amazing. We don't respect ourselves. We must respect ourselves and honor ourselves and honor Christ in us. Jesus in us. That is the mystery that has been hid from ages. Go back to Colossians chapter 1. Let me show it to you. It says, to whom God will make known, verse 27. Go to 26 and 27. Even the mystery which has been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints. Next verse. His saints, to whom God will make known what is the riches of glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. What is the, what is the, the mystery? Which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you. Jesus in you. Jesus where? In you. So Jesus is now in you. Do you see? 
Jesus is now in you. And God wants you to know the greatness of the one who is in you. The more you get to know him, the more you get to know what you can do. And what he has sent you here for. So learning about Jesus is learning about your ability. Because Jesus' presence in your life, okay, brings you great ability. If the one who walked on water is sitting inside me, what can't I do? That's the question. What can't I do? It's not what can I do. What can't I do? Are you seeing it? So it's so important that we learn about Jesus. We learn about who this greater one who is inside us is. 1 John 4, 4. You have overcome them, little children. Yes, little children, you have overcome them. Why? Because greater is he that is in you. 1 John 4, 4. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Who is this greater one that is in us? Jesus Christ. Jesus is the greater one. The one whom the elements of the world could not resist. The one whom the politicians could not destroy. Yes, they thought killing him would have ended everything. Killing him brought another, another thing altogether. The one whom death could not hold down is living inside me. What can't I do? Yes. So the more you get to know him, the more you get to know your ability. The more you get to know what you can do. Hallelujah. Yes. The more you get to know him, the more you get to know what you can do. What can't I do? Greater is he that is in me. Greater is Jesus that is in me. It's when you know him, when you mention his name, you know what his name means. The Bible says that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Not every knee uh, what? shall bow. Shall bow. They should. Every knee should bow. The knee of cancer should bow. The knee of poverty should bow. The knee of academic problems should bow. The knee of family problems should bow. Every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Yes. That's what the Bible says. So the more I get to know him and the more I get to know who he is. You see, there's something called consciousness. You see, your, your spirit man has something called consciousness. Okay? Hmm. And depending on the quality of life you have, your consciousness, uh, your consciousness is influenced by the quality of life that you have. For instance, a tree is a living thing. A tree lives. A tree is alive, isn't it? Okay. But because of the quality of life it has, its consciousness is not high. If you want to cut a tree, the tree will not move. You are cutting a tree down. But the tree cannot say, stop, leave me. I don't like that. If you cut me, you will not get air to breathe in this area. There will be no oxygen. We can't say anything. Why? Because of the quality, I'll take it, you can't take it to court. Because of the quality of life that he has. But try catching a fish in, 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 in water with your bare hands. You will be surprised that it has... It will dodge you. It has more consciousness. It can move depending on what's going on. It can, it can just flow. It can assess the situation that mm, there's danger here and swim on in, the other, in the other direction. Yes. Even if you catch it to bite you. Yes. There are fishes that can bite. Yes. You see, a cat. Try, try catching a cat to kill it in the house. Or bury what? The consciousness is high. Because of the quality of life he has. Huh. How about human beings? I mean, you can't, you can't just 
kill a human being just like that. You need to plan and do a lot of things before you can destroy someone's life. Yes. You can't just touch the, the person that's like that. Do you see? In the same way, there's a life called the life of God. That has a very, that has a high consciousness. You see, when I, when I say consciousness, I'm talking about awareness of danger, okay, and knowing what to do, and awareness of opportunities, and knowing what to do. Do you see? Hmm. So, the higher your consciousness of who Jesus is in your life, the more preservation you get in your life. And the more, the, the more ability you have to take advantage of opportunities that come to your life. You start seeing opportunity. Do you see? Without consciousness, you don't, you don't see... When you're not conscious of Jesus' presence in your life, you don't really... It's like life becomes oblique. Like things are not working. Why? You are more conscious of the things that are happening around. Dollars, dollar CDs rising. Fuel prices is rising. Food is rising. Wife is rising. The cost of marriage is rising. Yes. I tell you. You see. <laughs> but the more conscious you are of the presence of Jesus in your life, the more ability you have. Yes. You are conscious of opportunities. Even though the world gets gloomier and gloomier, I mean, you, you, you see, you cheer because you know what Jesus has said. Let me show you a verse in John chapter 16. Hmm. John chapter 16. Verse 33. He says, this is Jesus talking. This is Jesus talking. The creator of the heavens and the earth. The one by whom all things were created. The one for whom all things were created. You see, Jesus says, these things have I spoken unto you, so that in me you might have peace. I want you to have peace in me. <laughs> in the world, you shall have tribulation. Jesus promises, he says, in this world, pressure. Tribulation, challenges, problems, baby. Yes. If Jesus has said it, what else are you expecting? <laughs> Whom am I? <laughs> Whom am I? What else are you expecting? It's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. It's not going to have you since you were born. Have you seen the price of milk? A tin of milk re- reducing before? Like they said that ask or shake your neighbor and ask your neighbor. Have you seen the price of a tin of milk? Reduce him before. Uh, ask him. Ask your name. Have you seen it before? You've never seen some before. Or you went to buy toothpaste. Even water. Water. Since, since you came. Have you seen water price reducing before? It's always going higher and higher. Yes. Just keep. Just keep. Just keep. Jesus said in this world you shall have. You shall have tribulation. And he says, but be of good cheer. Be of what? Good cheer. Why? I have overcome the world. I overcome the world for you. What is your problem? Don't worry, you are with me. You are with me. You are with me. Cheer up, you are with me. Let's read the Amplified. Look at the Amplified. I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. You may have perfect peace and confidence. 
So things are not working. You are confident. Why? Jesus says that I should keep my cool. Everything is going to be fine. So I'm not afraid. Yes. The hotter it gets, the louder I speak. Yes. The hotter I get, the higher I go. The hotter I get, the higher I go. Yes. So that in me, you have perfect peace and confidence. In the world, you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. But be of good cheer. Take courage. Be confident. Certain. Undaunted. Undaunted. Do you understand undaunted? Yes. No fear. Don't let any... No shaking. Basically, that's what just... No shaking. Undaunted. For I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you. Jesus, I have deprived it of power to harm you. And have conquered it for you. For you. For you. For you, specifically. I have deprived it of power. Yes. If you don't know who is talking, you will read this and you go over. Yes. If you don't know who is talking, you see, if you don't know, I mean, if a rich man tells you, I'll give you a house, what do you do? I'm giving you a house. You may not have seen the house. You may not have seen the documents. You may not. His word. He has said something. You start planning. Yes. Where you are going to sleep? How you are going to fit this one? I mean, you start everything. You try doing interior deco. My this one will be here. This one will be here. This one. You start planning. You make plans confidently. Why? A rich crime that spices is giving you a house. How about? How about Jesus? That's why you need to get to know him more. The more you get to know him, the more you believe him, and the more your life changes. Yes. Yes. You can sleep and relax. Yes. You can sleep and relax because you know that as he has said it. So knowledge of him boosts your faith. Knowledge of who Jesus is is what boosts your faith. Faith comes from knowing him more and more. Yes. Jesus' mother told the people, Whatever he tells you, do it. He, she knew who he was. She said, whatever he tells you, do it. Yes. And they followed his instructions and had water changing to become wine. Oh, yes. So if, the, the problem is that we don't, know who, we don't know who is talking. And we don't know who we are following. How do we get to know him? By reading his word. The more you read his word, the more you get to know him. The more his presence is revealed to you. The more you get to know his indwelling presence with you and in you. The more you read about him, the more you get to know him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, you may never have met Despite or Bill Gates, but you've read some things about him. You have seen his account? No. Or who said John? <laughs> this is said John. <laughs> Do you know his account? Do you know Bill Gates' account? You don't know his account. But you believe that the guy is rich. Why? Because you've been told. Some things have been said to you. And you believe it. They told you some of the things he has done. He did this. And he did that. He has built this. Which building can be compared to the sun? The sun. The sun is, the sun is 1,300,000 times bigger than the earth. The sun that we are seeing. One million three hundred thousand times. It's like comparing a, 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 an orange and a grain of sand. The sun is the orange and the grain of sand is the whole earth. Yes, these are the works of Jesus Christ. Is there a car that he can't give? Can't, can't give you a car. You see, 
Yes. Is he a car? Is he a house? What? Or a phone? Oh. Charlie. And Ashanti man will say, Oh, boom, a little. Oh, boom, a little. Yeah. So every day, this is why I read my Bible every day. I want to find out more about who I have believed and know who it is that is in me. I want to know him more. Paul said that I may know him. Yes, the more I get to know him, the more I know what I, the opportunities I can, the more conscious I become of him, the more I know the opportunities I can have and, and how preserved I am in this world. I was being told about uh, today about someone who exchanged their family's wealth for, pro, for protection at a, at a juju man's place. Can you imagine? He exchanged the family's... Can you imagine? It doesn't make any sense. Because people normally do the opposite. You go for money, you can die. But he exchanged the prosperity of the house for protection. Can you imagine? If he, if he knew Jesus, he would have known how preserved and how protected he was. Yes. You are protected. Free of charge. Free of charge. Hallelujah. So I want to show you just some few points. Okay. Actually, each point is, is huge. It's a whole message. Okay. But I'll just summarize it for you briefly. So I want to share these things with you to help you know who he is. You see, and what his presence brings. Okay? So number one, number one thing that the presence of Jesus brings into your life is that his presence brings glory and beauty. Jesus' presence brings glory and beauty. How many of you want glory? Do you understand glory? What does glory mean? Honor. Beauty. Weight. Prosperity. Glory has to do with prosperity. Influence. Power. Royalty. Do you see? Yes. Greatness. Hmm? Do you, do you like such things? Yes. It's important. You must, you must have glory. It's important. Yes. God called Abraham for the purpose of glorifying his life. Yes. He said, I'll make you a blessing. I'll bless you and make you a blessing. In other words, when people see you, when people realize you are around, they will know that they are, they are, they are blessed. Yes. And that also happened to Abraham. You see. That also happened to Abraham. Wherever Abraham went, blessings followed. Yes. Isaac, who was Abraham's grandson, was so, uh, Isaac, who was Abraham's son, was so blessed that those who were around were afraid of him. Yes, there was so much glory, so much influence that they made peace with him. All those who were fighting with him made peace with him. Because they realized that they can't destroy the guy. The more you try to destroy him, the more he goes. You sabotage him, it doesn't work. You destroy his wells, it doesn't work. When he's moving away from the well, the well that he dug, that they are fighting with, it starts drying up. It's like he's the one who carries the water. Yes, he's a blessing. They said that we have learned by experience that you, we, we, this, you, you are blessed. We, cannot, we want to make a league with you. Yes, they made a league with him. Yes. We know that God has blessed you. Yes. Jesus' presence, it is his presence that brings glory and beauty. There is nothing, it's not makeup that will bring you beauty and glory. <laughs> you, can do, you can do the makeup, uh, get cheekbones 
and do dimples on your face and do comma all those things on your face. But still, you realize that the beauty, no, it's not there. Yes. <laughs> I tell you, you need Jesus. If you've met anyone who's very close to Jesus, you see that it's like the person is nice. It's a charm. It's like ah. So Even when the person is like the person is nice, like ah. I see what I'm talking about. It's like the person is it's different. Yes, it's different. He has some splendor, some magnificence around him. It's nice. You can wear the same dress, you realize that a decorated monkey is still a monkey. It doesn't it doesn't flash. Hey! It's not the dress, oh. There's someone, not something, someone. His name is Jesus Christ, who is in the person's life, whom the person the person knows that he's in his life, and knows that it is he who communicates glory and communicates blessings and communicates beauty. It is he, it is his presence that brings that. Nobody else can bring that. Yes, nobody else can bring that. Yes. Israel was different. Israel was cut out from the nations. Yes. They were different. Chosen generation. Different. Yes. Different. Completely different. A nation that does not have to look for water, use pipe. They don't, they don't need pipe for water. Rock, a rock is following them as they are going. Water is coming out of it. Yes. yes. Their clothes do not wax old. If you came out of Egypt as a two-year-old, as you grew up, your clothes grew up with you. Can you imagine? Miracle because of the presence of God, the presence of Jesus that was with them. They had their own environment, they had their own atmosphere. It's amazing. That is how your life has been designed to be. That is how your life has designed designed to be. The more conscious you have you have Jesus' presence in your life, the more beauty and glory you enjoy. Yes. That is when when you touch a business, you touch something, it's different. The way you do it, the way you go about it. Everybody wonders. Like, ah, we are all doing the same job, but it's like your own is nicer. Yes, your own is nice, And people start coming to you. Have you ever been to, buy, been to a place to buy cassava? You know, when you go to the market, you have cassava sellers. They are all on the same line. One line. But there's a particular person that you, everybody wants to go to. Yes. Is that the person who's using juju? Or the person who has Jesus in his life? Yes. Do you know how Church of Pentecost spread when it came? How uh, 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 Apostle uh, uh, James McKeon had this, their church going. When the people came to their church and got born again and received Jesus into their lives, some joy started coming to their lives. I mean, no matter what was happening around, they were still, you find them happy. You see? And some of them were market women. So they'll go to the market, they are selling their things, and they are happy. They are singing. And excited in the market. So other market women, the other market, ah, like what's that? What, what is this? What have you found that is making you happy? Yeah, they're not buying they are not buying the thing. It's like you're excited. What is going on? What is going on? Then they will tell them that there's someone I've received in my life. His name is Jesus Christ. Is it Jesus comes to your life to make your life extraordinary, exceptional, so that you become a light. That everybody, you become so obvious. Yes, people don't understand. It's not just intelligence you have. There's something about your intelligence 
you are different. The more conscious of you are of Jesus Christ, the more beauty and glow you enjoy. John chapter chapter 2, verse 1. John chapter 2, verse 1. So Jesus' presence brings what glory and beauty. And this is a good example. Okay. And the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and disciples to the marriage. They were invited to the marriage. And when he got there, they wanted wine. The mother of Jesus said unto, unto him, they have no wine. And when they had, when, next verse, they had next verse, verse 4 now. Jesus said unto the woman, what have I to do with thee? My hour has not come. It's not yet come. I, please don't worry me. I, it's not time for me to do anything. Next verse. Verse, verse, uh, verse 5. It says, His mother saith unto the servant, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Whatever he tells you to do, just do it. Guess what? Jesus told them, Fill the water pots with water. When they filled it to the brim, this is dirty water. When they filled it to the brim, he told them, Fetch it and take it to the, to the chairman, to the chairman of the, <laughs> the chairman of the wedding. And when they took it to the chairman of the wedding, the chairman, he didn't know where it had come from. And he drank, when he drank it, he realized, he says, when the ruler of the feast, this is verse 9. Uh, now, go to verse 8. Go to verse 8. Go to verse 8. He says, and he said unto them, draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast. And they bear it. <laughs> Next verse. When the ruler of the feast had tasted the water, that was made wine. The water had been made wine. It had been made wine. And knew not whence it was. But the servants who drew the water knew. The governor of the feast called the bridegroom. Glory has come. Beauty has come. He called the bridegroom. He said, come. Hey, Charlie. Every man at the beginning that set for good wine. And when men, are, men have well drunk, then that which is worse. But thou hast kept the good wine until now. You, are, you, you have done things different. Men, I've been, I've been charmer for many, many weddings. But this one, I've never seen some before. The gentleman's wedding became very different. The talk of the town. Why? Glory had come. How did it come? Through Jesus. Glory and beauty, glory and, and excellence and joy had come through Jesus' presence. The beginning of miracles, this, this beginning of miracles, Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifest, manifested forth his glory. And his, yes, and disciples believed on him. Yes, Jesus brought beauty and brought glory to that bridegroom, to that groom's life, to make his wedding exceptional. Exceptional. That's what Jesus does. He makes your life exceptional. The more conscious you are of him, the more exceptional you become. Just imagine Abraham being told by God that you are the one through whom all the families of the earth will be blessed. All families of the earth will be blessed by you. That is exceptionalism. It's called the Abrahamic exceptionalism. You are exceptional. If anybody in this world wants to be blessed, the person needs to come and see you. He needs to make contact with you. Look at us. We are blessed because of faithful Abraham. Can you imagine? That we are sitting here in Santasi. And it is because of Abraham that we are blessed. Yes. We are called the seed of Abraham, not the seed of somebody, the seed of Abraham. We have the blessings of Abraham. The blessing is, it is his. Can you, can you, can you understand? What? Exceptional. Exceptional. Why? Because of the presence of God in his life. The presence of Jesus makes you exceptional. 
makes you exceptional. Look at John the Divine. They are trying to fry him. It's not working. They are trying to chop off his head. It's not working. They are trying to do so many things to him. It's not working. He's the one who said that which was from the beginning. First John chapter 1 verse 1. He knew Jesus so much. He says that which was from... He knew Jesus so much that he knew him. He says, I handled him. The word of life, I handled it. He says, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled. Of the word of life. For the life was manifested. Verse 2. For the life was manifested. That great life was manifested. And we have seen it. And bear witness and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. Can you imagine? He knew. He knew who it was that he was, he was working with. Yes, he, he handled him. He says, I have, I have revelation of who he is. That word, that eternal word of life, the word by which all things were created, I handled him. Yes, he knew who he was. Jesus, Jesus' presence brings beauty, glory. In Acts chapter 4, Peter spoke. The Bible says that, and Peter being through the spirit from verse 8. Peter, being filled with the Spirit, spoke and said, Then Peter, filled the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel. Next verse. If will this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole? Now, this is Peter talking in front of those who killed Jesus. It is the same group who took a decision to kill Jesus he is talking to at this time. The people he was afraid of and lied on Jesus that he had never seen him before. I swear my, my father cartoon, I've never seen this man before. I don't know him. When he received the Holy Spirit, who glorifies Jesus, he became different. He was with the Holy Ghost and spoke with confidence. He says, if this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified. Say it, whom you crucified. Confidence. Whom God raised from the dead. Even by him does this man stand here before you hope. Next verse. This is the stone which was set at not of you builders. Speaking to the people who killed Jesus. Says you are the builders. You set him at not. What audacity. Which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Wow. Look at this. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, these guys were unlearned and ignorant men. They marveled. They were shocked. And they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. They took, they got to know that, ah, these people have been with Jesus. They've had the presence of Jesus in their lives. Their boldness and their exceptional, their, their exceptional confidence can come from nowhere else but by Jesus. They marvel. They were shocked. People will marvel at you. People will be shocked at you. They will be shocked at your excellence. They will be shocked at your power, about your glory, about your beauty. They will be shocked about the things that you'll be doing. And you let them know that it is because of Jesus in my life. I've got Jesus in my life. I'm living for his glory. I'm on fire every day. Nothing can stop me. Doesn't matter what I say. I am getting bigger every day, every day. I have Jesus in my life. I'm living for his glory. I'm on fire every day. Nothing can stop me. Doesn't matter what I face. I am getting bigger every day, every day. We're getting bigger every day. 
Bigger every day we getting bigger every day. Bigger every day, no limitations. We taking over. We getting bigger every day. Why are we getting bigger? Because of Jesus in my life. Because of Jesus in my life. Not because of the kind of school I went to. My glory does not come from the school I went to. My glory and my beauty does not come from the area I live. No, 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 no. There's someone called Jesus. Someone called Jesus. He's the one I take pride in. Yes. Yes. See, I'm going forward. Because of Jesus in my life. I'm exceptional. Because of Jesus in my life. The disciples were different. Yes, they were exceptional. Glory, beauty, power, grace. Why? Because of Jesus in their life. Yes, beauty like never before. Grace like never before. Glory like never before. Why? Because of Jesus in their lives. Yes. Not because of the school they went to. They didn't go to school. They didn't go to school. They went to fisherman school. <laughs> Abby Fisherman. I the fisherman school. Oh, Leonard. Untrained, unschooled. But because of Jesus' presence in their lives, everything about them had changed. That's what Jesus does for you. I see Jesus changing your life. Jesus, making you more and more confident. Jesus, bringing so much glory into your life. Jesus, making people wonder at you. Jesus, David said, I am a wonder unto my generation. I'm a wonder unto my... When my generation looks at me, they wonder. Who is this guy? Where did he come from? Yes, the guy was at the back side of the desert with Jesus Christ. With the Holy Ghost. With the parents of God. God took him from there made him king over Israel. Yes. It's Jesus' presence in your life that makes you a king. And brings glory into your life. Not because of what you have gone to. Who school you have gone to. Or all of those things. It's powerful. But Jesus is a reason. He's a reason. He's a reason. I said Jesus is the reason. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a shout in the voice. See, I'm different. Because Jesus is in my life. The more you know him, the more glory you enjoy. Yes. The more you know him, the more beauty you enjoy. Yes. Mary Madeline, the woman out of whom seven demons had left. How did the demons leave her? Because of the encounter she had with Jesus. Yes. Because the first person to see Jesus as his resurrection was that woman. Yes. Yes. Some say she's the one who broke the alabaster box on Jesus' feet and all of that. I don't know if you, you, some have said that. Yes. Yes. Glory. Beauty. Excellence. Niceness. Yes. That's what Jesus brings. The more you know him, the more conscious you have of his presence in you, Christ in you, he says, the hope of what? Glory. The hope of beauty. The hope of doing well. If you want to do well, on your job, in your academics, in your marriage, with your children, with what? What else? Everything you have got with your ministry, with your life, with your relationship, all you need to do is just get to know him more. You see, read about him. Love him more. Ask the Holy Spirit to lead you into him more and more. To lead you into revelation of who he is. More and more. More and more. More and more. 
Yes. You'll be shocked. This is the secret to life. Getting to know him more. Can you imagine that the secret to life is to get, get to know someone called Jesus? The more you know him, the more cultures you become of him, the more glory you enjoy. Yes. If I tell the secondary school I went to, you will not come and listen to me again. Yes. I'm not here by my secondary school. No, I'm not here by my university course. Yes. I'm not here by whatever. Family background. I don't have... There's no background. There's no background. Yes. It's not family background. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. Yes, it's Jesus. Nothing else. No one else. Yes. No one else. Hallelujah. Maybe in the book that you read in the future, you'll see more. Let me do number two and then we'll close. His presence brings you insight and understanding. Hmm. Jesus' presence brings you insight and understanding. Hmm. He says, they know not. Psalm 92, verse 8. Look at Psalm 92, verse 8. <laughs> Verse 2, sorry. Psalm 92, verse 2. To show for the loving kindness of in the morning. and I, I hope I'm right. Go to the next verse. They do not need that, do you understand? 82. 82, verse 6. Okay, sorry. 82, not 92. Okay, go up. From verse what? 5. Go up. He says, they know not. Neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. Next verse. I have said ye are gods. And all of you are children of the most high. Next verse. But you shall die like men. And fall like one of the princes of the earth. Of the princes. Why? Why is this happening? Because they know not. Neither will they, they don't want to understand. They lack understanding. Do you see? In Matthew chapter 13, verse 22, Jesus spoke of the parable of the sower and explained why the one who bears fruits bears fruits. Matthew 13, 22, please. He also that receives seed among the thorns is he that hear the word and the care of this world. And the decision of riches shook the word, and, the, and become, he becometh unfruitful. Uh, verse 23. But he that receives seed into the ground, the good ground, is he that heareth the word, and understandeth it, which also beareth fruit, and bringeth forth some an hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. So why did he bear fruit? He bore fruit because of something called what? Understanding. Now, who is the one who brings understanding? Jesus Christ. Jesus breathed on the twelve. And said to them, receive the Holy Ghost. And he opened the understanding. That's what he says. He breathed on them and opened the understanding. That's in Luke chapter 20, 20, uh, 24. Let me look for it for you. He opened the understanding. Mm. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mazolo kolabayaba. 24, verse 45. You see? He says, then Jesus, Jesus was trying to teach them the word, okay? 
Go to verse 44. Mm. He says, and he said, Jesus said unto them, These are the words which I speak unto you, while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses, and in the prophets, and in the Psalms, concerning me. So everything that had happened to Jesus was written about him. It was written in the scriptures. Go back. He says, it's in the prophet. The prophet says uh, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses. So uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Okay, those are the law of Moses. The, uh, uh, the five books of Moses. It is written there. And in the prophets, minor prophets, major prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezra, everybody wrote about Jesus. So the Psalms. David wrote about Jesus. Concerning me. But the Pharisees were doing all the things that the Bible had said to do to him without knowing that they were doing it to him. They did everything step by step. Let me show you something. <laughs> Meanwhile, they knew the scriptures. Because before you become, a, before you become a, a student of a rabbi, you need to memorize Genesis to Deuteronomy when you are age six, eight, between age 6 and 9. Yes. You memorize everything. Then between age 9 to 12, you memorize uh, Joshua to, I think, uh, Kings, first, second Kings, thereabout. And then from 12 to 18, you do the rest up to, up to Malachi. Yes. Can you imagine? Hmm. It's amazing. I want to show you some of the things that are written in Psalms concerning Jesus and how they did it to him. And didn't know that they were doing it to him. Can I show it to you? Okay. Can you speak in terms for just a second? As I show you this one. Mm. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Okay. Psalm 22. Hmm. Let's read. Um. <laughs> everything is like everything. Let's read from verse 1. Look at from verse 1. You will see everything sharp. My God, my God, who, how, why has thou forsaken me? Who said this? Where did he say it? On the cross, were the, were the Pharisees not there? They were there. They were looking on. And Jesus said, My God, my God, why has that forsaken me? Do you know how they responded? They said, He's calling on Elijah. Because Jesus said, Eli, Eli, Lamasa Bakhtani. And they said, Maybe he's calling Elijah. Ah, it's in the Bible. Lack of understanding. Why are thou so far from me, from helping me, and from the words of my, of my roaring? Next verse. Verse 2. Oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not. And in the night season, and I'm, and in the night season, I'm, I'm, and I'm not silent, sorry. Verse 3. But thou art holy, O that inhabitest the praise of Israel. Verse 4. Our fathers trusted in thee, they trusted, they trusted thee, and thou didst deliver them. Verse 5. They cried unto thee and were delivered. They trusted in, in thee and were not confounded. Verse 6. But I'm a worm. And, and no man, a reproach of men, and the spies of the people. Verse 7. 
All they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out the lip. They shake the head, saying, This is what happened at the foot of the cross. All those who were passing by, when they see Jesus, they shake their head. And they say this, he trusted on the Lord that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him. See, he delighted in him. This is what the, the Pharisees said exactly the same thing. If you read it, you know what I'm talking about. What? Yes, what? Matthew 20. Let's go to Matthew 27. Verse 39. Let's keep your finger here. Go there. Let's see what they, they were fulfilling scripture. Life. But they didn't know what was going on. Meanwhile, they were reading the Bible. They were reading scriptures. And when they had plated a crown of thorns, they put it on, upon him. 27, th- uh, 29. 39. 39. 39, please. Who's the one changing the scriptures? Where is he? Ah, you are doing well. 27, 29. 39, sorry. But how does it work? I thought you'd be sitting here. Wow. And they that passed by reviled him. Look at this. They that passed by reviled him, wagging their heads. Just like Sam said. He says they, they shake their heads like this. Wagging their Next verse. And saying, Thou that destroyed the temple and buildest it in three days, save thyself. If thou be the son of God, come down from the cross. Next verse. Likewise was the chief priest mocking him with the scribes and elders said. Next verse. He saved others. Himself he cannot save. If he be the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross. And we'll believe him. He trusted in God. Look at this. He trusted in God. Let him deliver him now. If he will have him. For he said, I am the son of God. Wow. Claire. Claire. <laughs> they were fulfilling scriptures live without knowing. It is Jesus' presence that brings understanding. Jesus breathed upon them. Okay, so let's continue. Psalm 22, verse 8. It says, he trusted on the Lord that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him. Seeing he delighted in him. Verse 9. <laughs> but thou art he that took me out of the womb. Thou didst make me hope when I was upon my mother's breast. Next verse. I was cast upon thee from the womb. Thou art my God from my mother's belly. Be not far from me, for, for trouble is near. For there's no hope, there's no help. There's no, there's none to help, sorry. Hmm. From 16. Go to 16. Wow. For dogs have compassed me. The assembly of the wicked have enclosed me, enclosed me. They pierce my hands and my feet. Can you imagine it's in the book of Psalms? And that was exactly what they did. They pierced his hands and his feet. I may tell all my bones. They look at that time, not, at this time when David was saying this, there was no crucifixion. Nobody's hands is pierced, nobody's feet is pierced. Wow. wow. <laughs> I may tell all my bones, they look and stare upon me. Look at Nice verse. That's 18. They part my garments among them and cast loss upon my vesture. <laughs> it don't do. <laughs> go back, go, go to verse 18. <laughs> Is that what the soldiers did? Yeah. They casted lots for his garments and they tore it apart. They part my garments among them and cast lots upon my vesture. Live. Prophet David. Yes. Wow. wow. Hmm. That, was what they, that, that was exactly what they did to the Lord because they didn't have understanding. 
Now back to Luke, Luke chapter 24. You remember we're reading Luke 24? We read 44. And he said, These are the words which I speak unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets in the Psalms concerning me. Verse 45. That says, Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. Jesus is the one that opens your understanding. His presence brings you insight and understanding, not only in the word, but in life. You need understanding. It's understanding that makes you bear fruit. And it is Jesus' presence that makes you have understanding. He's the one who can breathe on you and cause you to cause your understanding to be open. Are you in the church? Yes. Have you ever read concerning Jesus' encounter with Nicodemus? In John chapter 3. Look at John chapter 3, verse 1. Nicodemus came to Jesus and said to him, he said to him by night, there was a a man of the Pharisees. He was a Pharisee, a ruler of the synagogue, highly schooled in the Bible. His name was uh, Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. So ruler of the Jews, very high, but he didn't have understanding. Then came the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Look at Jesus' answer. Jesus said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Look at, look at, Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? No understanding. <laughs> Zero understanding. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Continue, please. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Verse 8, verse 7. Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth. And thou hears the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Next verse. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Pharisee, high up. He he can't understand. How can these things be? Then Jesus said, I have spoken about things concerning it. Jesus answered and said unto him, Are thou a master of Israel? Are thou a master of Israel and knowest not these things? You are a professor in Israel. You don't know these things? <laughs> very, very, I say unto you, as, unto thee, we speak that we do know and testify that we have seen and receive not, and, we, and you receive not our witness. Then he started. It is Nicodemus Jesus preached John 3 16 too. John 3 16 was a message to Nicodemus on a private level. Jesus was making an attempt to explain the born again experience to him. Yes. And how important it is for him to be born again. And how it was going to come. Can you imagine? Giving him insight and understanding to what he has been reading all his life. It's amazing. So the presence of Jesus gives you insight. A man who walks with Jesus and who is conscious of Jesus' presence in his life is a man of great understanding. Yes. It's a man of great understanding. Do you see? Great understanding. And understand is what you need for fruitfulness in your life. A young man who follows a strange woman is a man who a man who lacks understanding. He lacks great understanding. 
is a sign that he's not conscious of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Can I show it to you? <laughs> hmm. Wow. Are you are you surprised? Oh yes. Are you being blessed? Yeah. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Hmm. To know wisdom and instruction. <coughs> to perceive the words of understanding. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 2. Sorry. Yes. Let's read. Go, go up. Go up to verse, uh, verse 5. Wow. That they may keep thee from... Okay, let me read from verse 4. Say unto wisdom, thou art my sister. (laughs) And call understanding thy kinswoman. That they may keep thee from the strange woman. (laughs) From (laughs) From the stranger which flattereth with her words. For at the window of my house, I looked through my casement. Solomon said, I was looking through my window in my house. And I beheld among the simple ones. I beheld among the simple ones. I discerned among the youths a young man void of understanding. I saw a young man who was void of understanding. Why was he void of understanding? Next verse. Passing through the street near her corner. And he went the way to her house. (laughs) Next verse. In the twilight, in the evening, in the black and dark nights. <laughs> and behold, there, was, there, there met him a woman with the attire of an harlot and subtle of hearts. Hey! Mm. <laughs> she is loud and stubborn. Her feet abide not in her house. Now is she without. Now in the streets and lies in wait at every corner. So she caught him and kissed him. And with an impudent face said unto him, I have peace offerings with me. My bomb pie dada. I have asked to forgive this already. I have prayed already. I have peace offerings with me. This day have I paid my vows. I'm on a good shadow sheet with the Lord. Next verse. Therefore came I forth to meet thee, diligently to seek thy face, and I have found thee. I have decked my bed with coverings of tapestry. Nice uh, uh, bed sheets. Fresh bed sheets. Duvet, duvet. <laughs> I have decked my bed the coverings of tapestry with card works with fine lining of Egypt imported duvet next verse <laughs> I have perfumed my bed with men aloes and cinnamon <laughs> hey! perfume <laughs> next verse 
us take our fill of love until the morning. All night long. Let us solace ourselves with loves. For the good man is not at home. She's a married woman. The, she's a married man. The good man is not at home. He's gone a long journey. It's not coming today. Hey! Next verse. He has taken the bag of money with him and will come home at the day appointed. I know when he's coming. Don't worry. Next verse. With her much first speech, she caused him to yield. With the flattering of her lips, she forced him. He goeth after her straight away as an ox or a cow goeth to the slaughter or as a fool to the correction of the stocks. Till a dash strike through his liver as a bed hasted to the snare and knoweth not that it is for his life. A bed hastes for the snare. They have done trap for him and the bed is, is runs into the trap. Uh, yeah, self-destruction. Hearken unto me now therefore, O ye children, and attend to my words, the words of my mouth. Next verse. Let not thy heart decline to her ways. Go not astray in her paths. Yes, it's wisdom. For she has cast down many wounded. Yea, many strong men have been slain. He said, that's a slave queen. This proper slave queen. Her house is the way to hell. Going down to the chambers of death. Yes. Can you imagine? When you don't have Jesus around you, eh? Any girl who does this, that is it. Any man who who does this, baby, that is it. You don't have Jesus. No, you don't have understanding. You don't understand life. You don't understand how life works. Do you understand? Like, you don't have implications. You don't know how... I tell you, the repercussions of actions today. He says, the prudence seeth trouble coming from afar and hideth himself. But the fool goes on happily. Yes, and is destroyed. Why? He lacks understanding. Why? He doesn't have Jesus in his life. When just in your life, you have understanding of life. You know what choices to make and what choices not to make. He says, go to the ant and let the ant teach you wisdom. Yes, yes. Jesus will teach you wisdom. Why? He's the embodiment of knowledge and wisdom. Colossians chapter 3. <laughs> Colossians chapter, chapter 2, rather, verse 4. Wow. Verse 3, rather. Let's read from, from, verse, from verse 2 so that it makes more sense. But this is what I want to say to you. It says that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. Actually, this I read. Go back. The Amplified says it in a better way. Go to verse 2. So that you don't say that there's the mystery of God, there's the mystery of the Father, and then there's the mystery of Christ. It's not like that. It's actually the mystery of God, which, which is Christ. Okay? It says, so that they may uh, progressively more acquaint, uh, intimately acquainted with, the, with and may know more definitely and accurately and thoroughly that mystic secret of God which is Christ, the anointed one. Have you seen it? Yeah. The mystery of God is Christ and the mystery of Christ is the church. Okay? Yeah. Now, so he says that the last statement is Christ, isn't it? Yeah. So next verse. Mm-hmm. Next verse. 
He says, in him, in Christ, all the treasures of divine wisdom, comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God, and all the riches of spiritual knowledge and enlightenment are stored up and lie hidden. Everything is in him. All the understanding you need for life, to be a good husband, to be a good wife, to be a good businessman, to be a good student, to produce results, is found in someone called Jesus Christ. The more you relate with him, the more wisdom you get to know what steps to take. You see, the, the knowledge of uh, inventions is from Jesus. I give them knowledge of witty inventions. It's, it's wisdom. Wisdom is Jesus. Jesus is wisdom. If you read Proverbs, he calls him, he calls him wisdom. It's actually the word of God. Are you in the church? Yes. So, all the treasures of wisdom, insights, knowledge, understanding is hidden inside Jesus Christ. The more, the closer you get to him, the more revelation you have of him, the more wisdom, knowledge, and understanding you have of life, of both his word and of life. I, I don't know if you've ever tried to understand mass and it didn't work. I don't know if you've ever, if you've tried. <laughs> Four other differentials. You realize that you, it's, it's, not, it's not doing. The doing is not doing. What do you do? You need to get closer to Jesus. Can you imagine that that knowledge is from Jesus? And Jesus can give you access to it. Yes. I, I remember where I was sitting when I started understanding mass. Yes. I didn't like mass at all. I was the last in school when it comes to mass. GSS 2. No, GSS 3 even. About four months to write in BEC. I was just telling God, Charlie, this thing, it's not going to do. <laughs> and I've chosen science. To go, I was chosen to go and do science in secondary school. And my teachers were telling me that, this is nice thing, you're not going to do. Because of your mass. Yes, because of your mass. So I was sitting down praying, Lord, grant me wisdom and understanding to this thing. Can you imagine? Instantly, I'm not lying to you. Instantly, Masco. I started Mr. Usu. I started understanding the mass. The following day, that day I started calculating, doing the calculation. I could understand the, the thing from beginning to end. I mean, it is mass homework that I, you see, there was a girl in my class called Retampia. <laughs> Who was the best? Eh? <laughs> she was the best. He knows. She was first from class one to GSS3. In GSS1, if you had the mass, I didn't like it. So I was not doing homework, nothing. I was not doing anything. And it was time for them to do recording, to record our, our class work. And I've not done it. So I took, I was a cupboard boy. So I took a book, went home, and wrote all the, so I'll write the, the homework, date, everything, answer, get, where she got wrong, I'll get wrong. Where she got right, I'll get right. When I finished, I mad myself. Whatever was I just, I just very good, excellent. I wrote everything. So my the, the teacher was doing the recording, so he would mention your name and then you stand up with your book and then when it, homework number one, then you you say eight, seven. Ah, so he was saying eight, nine, ten, eight, nine, ten. Then he, he looked at he said, ah, why? Who is this? Ah, is it Otibuati? Come here, let me see. I want to see your book. When I came in, he was like, this is not my, this is not my marking. This is not my, listen, they took me, they didn't beat me in the class. They took me straight to the headmaster's office. <laughs> yes. 
I was lashed, dangerous headmaster. I was lashed in the headmaster's office with my big sister around as witness. Hey! This mass, I have struggled with it for a long time. Brothers and sisters, I was sitting and I spoke to God. God, help me. Jesus, help me. No more lash. BC is coming. Please give me understanding. It was like magic. From that day, I started understanding the mass. Can you imagine? The following day, when we went to class, and Mr. Osu came, he puts a question on the board for us to answer. Papa, papa, I stand up, I give him the answer. Then he put another one again. Papa, papa, I give the answer. About the fourth time, he said, Why? What has happened to you? Why are you? I said, Oh, something has happened. Something, if he says, He says, Oh, beat you. I tell you, Jesus can give you insight to everything in life. Everything in life. Yes, they say it cannot be done. It can be done. Why? Jesus is in your life. He says, He breathed on them and opened the understanding. He said, Receive ye understanding. And He opened the understanding. Why? He is the embodiment of wisdom, of knowledge. He will show you where not to go. He will take the taste of what to destroy you away from you. The understanding you have is what determines... You see, your, your movement is, is due to your understanding. The understanding you have in life. Yes. You are clubbing. It's because of the understanding you have. You are sleeping around. It's because of the understanding. Yesterday, this is Tuesday. On Sunday, I was talking to one young lady you know, in church. And this is a 22-year-old. And she was telling me how we are going to recruit her into... This is campus. A certain campus on, on, uh, in Ghana. Okay, and all, they recruit only fair girls. Yes, it's a, it's a coven of, of witches, witchcraft, whatever. And they, it's the only fair girls. They sleep with you, the condom, they take the contents of the condom and go and put this poor in a calabash somewhere and do their things so that they can have you. Yes, destroy your life, take your money, do everything. They drive in big cars and they wanted to recruit her. You see. And we're talking about it, having a very serious discussion about it. Yes. But someone close to you has been recruited. Yes. Because of the, you see, if you don't have understanding, you can go in, anything can happen to you. Yes. When you have understanding, clear understanding of life, oh, they can pour money on the ground for you. You are not interested. Thank you very much. You are not interested. Goodbye. <laughs> yes. Goodbye. Bye bye. It's finished. Nothing pushes, pushes you. What oh, money? Money that you spend and you finish and you die. Should I exchange my soul? Jesus said, How can a man gain the whole world and lose his soul? Your soul is highly proportional, even higher. Higher. More important than the whole world. Everything put together. If you don't have that understanding, you can easily sell your soul to the devil for peanuts, for nothing. You see, understanding. They don't get to enjoy it. One guy went to collect the, the, the money medicine. They said that there's a chicken around that will take <laughs> it will take the corn. I mean the corn that the, the chicken pecks. The number of corn that the chicken takes in is the number of years you are going to spend in, 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 in life spending the money. You see. And he went they when when the chicken came, the chicken picked one. Uh, it picked one. And then he brought it out and divided it into two and took half. <laughs> he had only six months. I tell you, she took the one, brought it out. So he, I mean, he was expecting the chicken to go to the next one. He didn't go to the next one. Took the first one and then brought it back, divided it and took half, and that was it. Hey! 
<laughs> receive understanding in life in Jesus' name. Jesus' presence is bringing you understanding in the name of the Lord Jesus. I see you galloping in understanding. Galloping in wisdom. In knowledge. In insight. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Rise up upon your feet and just thank God for what he has shared with you. Thank him. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.